What kind of pneumonia is that? I uh, aspirated some of my Reese's cup. Good job copying what I just said. What's the definition of aspiration? Ass. Hello and welcome to episode 58 of the Destroy the Brain podcast. I am Andy Triefenbach. I am Rin Maddox. I am Roger Henderson. And Niles Maddox. And today we will be talking about Luz, L-U-Z, which is on Shudder. It's also going to be on Blu-ray in March. So uh, if you were curious about a physical release of that, it's March 10th. It will be putting, being put out by Altered Innocence, I think. Same people that did uh, Knife and Heart. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. release or whatever. But yeah, we'll be uh, talking about that film later and uh, we'll be going over what we've been watching. Yes, we've been gone for a month. Apologize. Uh, hope Hopefully everybody had a good Christmas and you survived 2019 and now you are joining us in 2020. That'd be weird if you weren't. Maybe. Well, no. That could be technical, right? They could be listening to us at 20. I, I don't know where you're going with this, bud. Oh, Time travel? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody could be going through the old episodes. Maybe we're on episode 500. Gotta go back in time. Wow. <laughs> anyway, uh, before we get started, let's talk about some stuff, um, some local events that are going to happen in St. Louis that are somewhat affiliated with us and affiliated with us. Um, the Last Valentine, which is Jeremy's pop-up bar uh, thingy. Yeah, the last one was awesome. So. Yeah, the Long Night at Camp Blood, which he still hasn't changed his Instagram. It's still Long Night at Camp Blood. Mom. That food is still dope. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Uh, gr- great food. Uh, drinks are, are fun. Um, yeah. Last time it was awesome. So I'm hoping to see what he brings to the table this time. Yeah. Um, so it's obviously like all uh, my Bloody Valentine related. And uh, if you follow Jeremy on Instagram, <laughs> you've been seeing his stories and they're funny. I think he has them on his highlights, too, for those who don't. Oh, cool. Um, But yeah, that is uh, February 10th at 7 p.m. at the Gastro Pit. Yeah, at the Gastro Pit, um, which is, I guess, the Shaw neighborhood, sort of. Yep. There's an event on Facebook. We'll post it in the group. Oh, yeah, that group, that Facebook group that we still have up. The name? Yeah, I still need to change that. Okay. But you could go to Facebook.com slash group slash we need to talk about horror question mark at least we're still talking about horror yeah yeah that's true um and then that following friday and saturday spend your valentine's day weekend with us at late night Greenhouse at marcus de Pere as we show cronenberg's rabid because nothing says i love you like body horror yeah 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 goopy parts yeah and then our horror trivia night went well that was fun oh very fun yeah that was a good time um i felt bad for the birthday what was it the birthday massacre Mm -hmm. that team it was somebody's birthday it was definitely her birthday we ruined ruined that birthday she came willingly it was fine yeah and uh, hey she said i I was communicating with her on instagram and she said she'll be at the next one so even if you are in last place or second to last place i think they were in second last place they still had a good time yeah and that's what matters they anyway. didn't leave in the middle, so they've no. done better than There someone. was one team that left, wasn't there? Yeah. And then there was like three teams that didn't show up. So thanks for the $15. Come, come next time. Make sure you get your money's worth. 
Okay, how about we get into what we've been watching? What have you been watching? Um, Roger was kind enough to gift me with a copy of 1988's The Undertaker. Which I almost gave yeah, away. Yeah, which you almost gave away. Um, I put it in a special hiding spot <laughs> and you tried to give it away at Trivia Night. Someone well, wait, no, it lucky. wasn't a special. You it was put a special, it on a table. It was a special hiding spot. Okay. It was special because okay. I put it there. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Um, this film is also known as Death Merchant. Okay, I guess, whatever. Yeah. But obviously I liked it because it's Joe Spinell and that's why Roger thought of me because everybody thinks of me when they see this greasy man. So <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, really, I mean, you, you physically m- made yourself into him for a photo shoot. Like, yeah, you have encompassed yourself with this fucking image now. Like. You I wasn't are jo- saying that it's a bad thing. No, it's great though. You are Joe Spinell. I am great. I married boy. Joe Spinell. Jane Spinell. <gasps> That's what you should change your name to. Girls can be Joes too. <laughs> yeah, Joe. That's jo- Bobby Joe from no, Evil Dead too. I'm, I'm okay. Bobby Joe Spinell. Oh. Anyway, hi. Um, this film was not released for public um, until 2010, and I thought that was interesting. But this version is. Way better. Thanks again, Roger. Um, because it's got like all of these scenes added into it. I think it said like six minutes of extra footage was added into it. And you can kind of tell because it's all off of VHS copies. Uh, I still haven't but seen this movie. I could tell that certain spots weren't meant to be in there, according mm. to the original cut. And I think the spots that were added definitely added more depth to the story. No, so... What it wasn't that they cut it, it's the fact that the only they didn't have the film version of those cuts, so they only had the VHS copy basically. Okay, I understand this. No, like, so when they like re digit, like when they make things digital, like on Blu ray, they basically take a film and turn it into digital copy. Oh, wow, this is the weirdest mansplaining I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> But she was acting like they like cut it like it was like a deleted scene. But no, it's like physically they ran, they didn't have. I haven't seen the work that Vinegar Syndrome has put on, but I think Ring gets a basic. So it was a degradation of quality, yeah. right? And so the only thing they had was a VHS copy, basically. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they just took, I'm assuming, a film scan and inserted the VHS footage. Yep. Got it. Cool. Ren, please continue. I'm sorry. I sleep now. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, he fucks dead people. <laughs> so <laughs> that's this movie. Um, I definitely saw a trailer for this forever ago. I think maybe you showed it once at Grindhouse. I don't know. Possibly. Well, one of the special features on the disc was that you can see the trailers, obviously. Yeah. And one of them is just him going on a rant with all these bodies that he has hanging up, talking about how business is real slow and he's got to drum up some business just because people are taking all these vitamins now and being healthy. So, yeah, still not quite to a 1980 maniac but well, no. 
but that is like high point Joe for me. <laughs> high point did, Joe. What did you think about between that and um, his other one where he's at the the last horror? Yeah, last horror. I really liked that one. That one was really fun, though. Yeah, I think it was just fun. I don't think it was so much about him being, like, greasy and gross. It was just, like, <clears throat> how other people saw him as greasy and gross. Not him actually being, like, an evil guy. I think the other thing is, is like, it, he felt older in this one. So Definitely. Yeah, it was just, like, in comparison to the rest of the cast, he was very, like, tenured. I think that's, like, one of his last movies. <laughs> it, it is his yeah. last yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... I don't know. It was kind of, yeah, I was really happy. We finally, I mean, it was really cool to see him kind of do like a last hurrah. Roger. Go home. <laughs> uh, I watched uh, the Arrow video release of Edge of the X, 1988 U.S. Spanish video uh, slasher film. This. Did you get the slip cover? I absolutely uh, got the slip cover. <laughs> I ordered that on the clock. Yeah. Uh, risk wait. my job to get it. Yeah, wait. <laughs> Should you be saying that on the air? They don't listen to okay. this shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're out golfing. So yeah, that's actually still on my list to see. Right. It, uh, what do you it, think? It, it, I absolutely loved it. It's um, a story about two young adults that bond over, you know, their love of technology. So 1988 technology. Yeah. <laughs> oh, computers? Yes. The, Are you into the computers? With them giant floppy disks. Do you like calculators? <laughs> yes. Unrelated. I did watch war games yeah. recently, and I'm like, oh my god, this is wild. Right? Yeah. <laughs> not good. It's not a good no, movie. No, I watched it not too long ago too, and I was just like, wow, this is very general what they're talking about. So the microchips. Yeah. Isn't that a comedy? War games? Am I thinking of the right no. movie? No. I'm thinking of something different. No. It's okay. real. It's I'm thinking be- of down Periscope. <laughs> <laughs> Said no one ever. Said no one ever. (laughs) Anyway, edge of the axe. But luckily, you know, the technology isn't the focal point of the movie, which always drags down a movie over time. But, like, uh, they are trying to uncover the identity of a masked killer. And um, this is the one that starts in the car wash, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's uh, for an 80s slasher movie. It's not like overly gory. Right. Which kind of surprised me. Yeah. But they make up for it with like a pretty stellar story. That's cool. It's like yeah. almost yellow like because it's like like a murder mystery, essentially. Yeah. For a long time, it was only available on VHS. Yeah. It was stuck in VHS and then purgatory yeah. for like ever. It's one that I want to get. Um, they've been releasing that director's <clears throat> stuff, yeah, um, pretty regularly. Yeah, I don't know wh- where this resurgence came from, but <laughs> right, I'm I'm happy for it. But yeah, one of my favorite parts about the movie is it stars it has well, not really starring, but it has uh, Jack Taylor, who many would know as Professor Brown from the movie Pieces. Yeah, well, it's mm, I think it had something to do with the Spanish studio and whatnot. But yeah, it, I want to say there's like producers yeah that are all familiar with this anyway sorry but yeah cool but yeah i definitely recommend checking that one out if you want to watch an 80s slasher that you probably haven't seen right yeah it's it's, more story than gore yeah it's 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 kind of like a i guess a hidden gem yeah kind of thing which you're always in the have you ever seen symptoms from him Uh -uh. that director it's Mm -hmm. really good uh mondo macabro put that out on Mm -hmm. blu-ray i have it Maybe we should watch that sometime. Maybe. I like to watch movies. Yeah, I like to buy movies, apparently. <laughs> Never watch them. Roger I love, and I already talked I about love movies. borrowing movies from Andy and like... Opening them. Opening them. <laughs> opening them. 
and being like, ah, you get that fresh Blu-ray smell. It's good. It's nice. <laughs> See, yeah. Nails gets joy. the luxury of like, oh, it's like I bought it because I'm opening it. Right. But yeah. And he just keeps buying movies that I just keep watching. I'm glad he, he supports my habit. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm here for. All right, Nails, what did you watch? I watched a bunch of stuff. Um, I'm going to talk since we're going on like the 80s thing. I, I'd watched a movie called Invitation to Hell. It was directed by Wes Craven. It was a made for TV movie, which could be a bad thing, but I actually dug it. I thought it was fun and silly and it has to do with the hell spot. Honestly, what it is, it's a mixture of society without all the the fun stuff. And I really am a butthead. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It was cool. I dug it. Um but yeah, I don't know. It's on Amazon Prime streaming for free now. So check it out. Um, yeah. Free with a Prime membership. Yeah, yeah. with your Prime membership. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it was a cool movie. I dug it. Cool. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have much to say about it. It's like, I don't want to ruin it because it's really okay. So I'll, t- I'll give you a synopsis, right? Okay. Small town, uh, upper upscale California setting. It basically looks like the same fucking set that they use for poltergeist. So, yeah. All right. So they move into the neighborhood and basically everybody around them is like, oh, yeah, welcome to the neighborhood. You should check out our health spot. And like it's just constant like little kids in the class are like telling the other kids like, well, if you're not part of the gym, we can't talk to you. And like making it like a big deal. And like his guy who he works with, who's like his buddy from like college is like, oh, yeah, you know, you can work your way up if you get to know people at the health spot. It's just like. <laughs> So would this be a good feature, like double feature with Despa? Yeah, but Despa's way, <laughs> no, way over the top. This is that's the thing. It's not like you were talking about how there's like not a lot of gore. This also has not. It's just a lot. Of, well, it's a TV movie. Yeah, right? it's made so, for TV. So, yeah. but yeah, I was like pleasantly surprised. I think it's definitely like a group watch. I think I would have gotten a lot more okay. if I had a few beers in me. But you mean like Burial Ground? <laughs> let's not talk about that. <laughs> Niles didn't like Burial Ground. Mommy. Though. I'm I'm sorry I didn't announce the drinking game. Like drink every time he says mama. 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 Hold me like you used to, mommy. <laughs> like we used to. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So invitation to hell. Yeah, so basically, yeah, they they want him to join the spa and the spa's no good. Oh, of course it's not. No good. Because it's an invitation. Do well. Yep, that's right. Okay, that's cool. right. It's kinda like this the title of the movie. Hmm. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Cool. Um, I'm just going to talk about this double feature, but I'll just mention um, the other movie because it's not horror related. Oh, okay. I uh, did a rewatch of Pool and followed it up with talk radio. It was yep. just like this radio double feature that I just felt like watching. No, it's good. Uh, Pool is just an amazing movie. And I, for a long time, I've wanted it on Blu-ray, but the only way to get it on Blu-ray is to import it from the UK or there's apparently a Canadian Blu-ray, but honestly, I think it's just all UK. Um, is it one of Mark's collection? I don't know. I'll have to ask. I just meant I'll like this Mark. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like this thing goes for 60. I think Roger looked it up before we started recording and it was like 70 bucks on Amazon. Yeah. It's like 75. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's a good movie, but it's no. Yeah. And that's why I never bought it on Blu-ray. Like a hold off kind of moment. The DVD is readily available at 15 bucks. Right. But 
uh, I was able to get it for like 30. So I was happy about that. And one of the special features is they actually stitched together the recorded segments as a radio play. So that was kind of interesting to listen to. I need to rewatch this. It's been a minute. That radio play version is on YouTube. So if you wanted to just listen to that, that's cool. But yeah, I absolutely love that movie. I think it's really a really inventive take on the zombie kind of invasion. Um, I think it's it. I still pick out new things every time I watch it and it's just so well put together. And Stephen McCaddy is really good in that. And he's always been a character actor, but I, th- I think he just shines a lot more on uh Pony pool, but yeah. So Pony pool, the availability again, it, it is a little odd, but like Roger said, the DVD you can get, um, is that streaming? Yeah. How, how do you spell this? What is this? Oh, Ponty not pool. Ponty pool. P-O-N-T-Y pool. Like Which is funny. Pool. Yeah. They actually make that, references uh, to that uh, in the more in the beginning. My my note why I know this film is when I was obviously when Black Blockbuster days, it came yeah. out and it was It was an exclusive, yeah, right? It was okay. exclusive. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was, you know, it was one that like, you know, if you were like, oh, I gotta know. Oh, I guess I I should movies. probably in case you haven't seen it, let me just tell you why it's kind of a different take on the zombie thing. So instead of um physical infection, um, well, I guess it's still kind of physical, but instead of like a bite, right? They it infects your vocabulary and speech. So essentially you get stuck on a word and you keep repeating it. And that's like when you were asking how to spell it in the beginning, they're like Pontypool, Pontypool, Pontypool. And they just keep repeating it. They just get stuck. Like a tick. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a tick. It infects the word. And if you have a general understanding of that word, then it can infect other words and infect other people that say those words or different words. It's, it's very interesting. Um, and, you know, it might take a couple of watches to, like, get the logic of it, but... So is it kind of like Babadook, where, like, if you know the word and you know the story, then he's, like, gonna haunt you kind of thing? Sure. Like, kind of like sure. that? That's what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Babadook, but with radio. Yeah, yeah. But that's a, that's an interesting part. It all takes place in the radio station, yeah. which is in a church, and they, they're they reporting, you get... It's almost like a War of the Worlds situation where you're getting reports on the outside, and you're starting to find out certain things about the community. Like there seems to be a, an issue with like the police. Um, uh, I forget what they really call them in Canada. Mark's probably yelling. Mounties? At me. No. Um, <laughs> oh, those guys are like special forces. It's another P word. Uh, providential police. I don't know. Anyway. Instead uh, of the state police. Yeah. Uh, anyway, there's, there's just like, you know, there's the accusation that some of the police just like to get drunk on, on the ice and go ice fishing. Ice makes you drunk yeah. in Canada. Yes. <laughs> just yes. the Canadian ice. <laughs> the ice is made of Canadian. Yeah. Whiskey. Have fun trying to figure out how to watch this. It really is not available. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the only bummer of it. Uh, hopefully if you guys have physical media places, you could, uh, you can rent it. Yeah. Yeah, DVDs through IFC Midnight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Or maybe if you get lucky, you can buy it on Blu-ray or something. What about talk radio? Are you going to talk more about it? 
No, I mean, it's not a horror movie, but if there you is? haven't seen... Okay, so if you haven't seen Talk Radio, I didn't want to, like, hog up the spot with you. No, nah, don't hog it up, but I think you should talk about this movie because I watched it recently, too. Yeah, and I, you watched yeah. it right after I did, yeah, pretty much. I, I think it's something that people should watch. So Talk Radio is directed by Oliver Stone. He did it while he was waiting on Tom Cruise for Born on the Fourth of July. And it's... um the reason why I really wanted to watch it was I watched uncut gems again, not another horror. It's not a horror movie, but it was one of my favorites of 2019 and Eric Bogosden. Fuck. I always forget how you pronounce his name. Um, the main guy in talk radio, he's also in uncut gems. Yes, he is. And I was like, man, I really need to visit talk radio and talk radio is essentially a shock jack host that just pushes buttons of his listeners and his listeners are not the greatest people either. They're very racist and he is of Jewish descent. So they like, you know, they threaten him with Nazi threats and KKK and a whole bunch of shit. Well, I mean, it's based in Dallas, Texas. So yeah, I think it's really, he's like the unknown, you know, he, he basically is talking to people that around him that don't, right. They're not him. Yeah, exactly. He is, sort of an outsider but anyway like it it all comes to the what's supposed to be his night of his nationwide debut and that falls through because it seems like the the people behind that are thinking he's kind of a more of a wild card which he is but um yeah anyway uh it is based on a true story i forget the radio host it's mainly based off of, but, uh, and I don't want to spoil the ending, but it, it is based on a true radio host that if you looked into him, you would know somewhat of the ending of talk radio, but it's a very kind of like pop boiler sort of movie when you're in the radio station and John McGinley's in it, uh, Audrey green from like little shop of horrors. So yeah, yeah it, again, not, a, not necessarily a horror movie, but if you like tense situations, I think you'd, yeah, you'd it, really dig it, it. it's, you know, uh, I mean, if you want to look at it, let's be honest, it's more like a true crime. Yeah. yeah. But I think, yeah, there's moments where it's just like really intense, fast pace. And, it, you know, it's funny you bring up Uncut Gems because it actually the pacing of mm-hmm. it feels like that a lot. Yeah. Just a lot of talking at once. And you're just yeah. like, OK. And then yeah. it like breaks. Yeah. So. And his monologue at the end where he yeah. just goes off is really good. But anyway, sorry. Ren, what'd you watch? I watched uh, Maniac 2012. With Elijah Wood. Oh, yeah. This was not my first watch. Uh, the first time I watched it was years ago before I was really into horror. Okay. So I had no idea what it was. I knew who Elijah Wood was, obviously. Um, I thought the movie was fucking crazy. Yeah. And I did not understand it. Um, Wait, now or as a kid? Or not well, as not kid. as a kid. Yeah. I was graduated yes. high school. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this came out. I know I'm 12. She's but. not 12. <laughs> I'm not going to prison today. No, I definitely didn't understand it then because I didn't know what I was watching. I was okay. just like, wow, this is fucked up. That's a fucked um, up movie. Right. I was like, wow, he's like laying on the bed, like saying mommy after he just killed this lady. Wow. Yeah. Um, what are you doing, Frodo? Right. Um, anyway, he's a long way from the Shire. Yes. Um. I felt like this did nice things with the original story. I think so. Um, I thought the first person point of view was really interesting. I liked how gruesome the scalpings were. I felt like the first kill was like a little much. It felt like really computerized. Yeah. Um, But everything else, it looked like they tried to be a lot more visceral. Yeah. That one scene in the bedroom is one that I remember 
Yeah, like being when you can actually hear him like ripping the scalp off of yeah. somebody. That's pretty cool. Um, I thought it was nice how they recreated the original image. Yeah, with yeah. the car yeah. door. With yeah. the car door. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I thought it was cool that they added more about what his mom did mm-hmm. to really traumatize him. I felt like that was really heavy handed. Yeah. But also if it traumatized him enough for him to go around killing people and... You yeah, know, tacking the scalps onto restored mannequins. Yeah, which was interesting because that also <laughs> was given a little bit more backstory. Uh, yeah, overall, I really enjoyed it. So yeah. that's like okay. So I'll say two issues I have with that movie. I think overall they did nothing but just glorify this movie that was unknown to normal human beings. I, I don't. Most people haven't seen Maniac. Eh. I mean, if you like horror, you've seen it. Most but if you, normal people, I guess. Have not. Yeah, but people yeah. who like Elijah Wood in indie films right. probably hadn't seen you know, seen me. Right, right. But I think they. Did, I absolutely think it's phenomenal. I think they did a great job. Yeah. Two things I have a problem with though is one, the whore mother, right? I mean, that's what she was like a prostitute. Yes. Okay, cool. But she ran a mannequin shop. Yeah. Well, you know. That's one. Something legitimate. Yeah. No. <laughs> I think maybe she was just sex crazed. I don't think she was doing the sex for the money. I think she was more so just indecent. The last time I watched it was when we did it for Grindhouse when it first came out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I vaguely remember some talk about like yeah, they her t- she going says, out on the streets or something. Yeah. I, I remember like there's a piece of dialogue that says that. But, but depending yes, on who could. says that. No, and I get what you're saying. I mean, she was wearing a short dress. She was out on the oh streets. No, but it was like, I feel like Elijah says that, like, basically, like, you don't have to go tonight for money or like. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. That's like, I, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Maybe but, the mannequin business wasn't doing well. Well, I just it oh, to me, it was just very odd that somebody who would lovingly restore mannequins. Yeah. In the yeah. 80s, 90s was also hitting the streets at night. Like, mm-hmm. it's just we uh, all have different hobbies. Gotta pay your bills, baby. <laughs> we all have our vices. And Goldfish don't and, buy themselves. And, and what it what it comes down to is the fact that I don't think they needed those scenes to explain mm. what he was disturbed. In the original, you yeah. just assume he had mom issues. You right. just assume that it was mommy don't go out tonight. You know, that kind of a thing. Don't put me in the closet again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, it also has one of my favorite scores in the past. Oh yeah, it's gorgeous. Decades, gorgeous. So. It's chilling. Yeah, yes. It's definitely one of my favorite remakes because it's like, hey, we can't top this, but let's do our own thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. So like, I would, I would take something like that over a shot for shot remake any day. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, and that, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's it's a movie that like didn't necessarily need to be. I mean, obviously nothing needs to be remade, but like <clears throat> they, did the, they did the damn justice to it. Oh, you yeah. know, like they they went out. I, I would like more of that. You know, take smaller slashers that we love and make them. You know, high tech, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there, there's a bunch of movies that, like, due to like whatever reason and for like budgetary reasons or whatever, that could have met the potential but didn't. Those are the movies I think we should remake. Yeah, for sure. Not like Black Bear- Fucking Christmas again. <laughs> again. Anyway. Burial Ground? I'll still see. <laughs> I'll do it. No, you don't need to remake <laughs> Burial Ground. It was a ripoff of many things. Lots of Fulci. Anyway. Mama. Hold me like you used to. That's going to be my saying next time. Every time I see you, that's what it's going to be like. Okay. Anyway. When we go to places and I see you for the first time, I'll be like, hold me like you used to. 
I just want to derail this whole fucking thing. No! <laughs> Roger, go Roger. ahead. What have you been watching? watching? Well, it wouldn't be me if I didn't bring the trash. So <laughs> I watched Rat's Night of Terror from 1984. Because Burial Ground, <laughs> a.k.a. the Knights of Terror, was not enough. It kind of put me in the mood. <laughs> uh, it's from the uh, dynamic duo of Italian garbage, Bruno Mattei. Yep. Mattei? Uh, Bruno Mattei and Claudio Fergasso. I've heard it both ways. I've heard Mattei, Mattei, right. potato, potato. And uh, Fergasso, if you're a fan of really Ooh. bad movies, he's the, uh, he's the kingpin, I guess, from behind uh, Troll 2. <gasps> he's Ooh. the guy that did Troll 2. And but, didn't you just buy Contamination? Oh, the God, yeah. no! Uh, what is, what is that? Contamination point seven. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what it is. So there's contamination. Then there's contamination point seven. Right. Which I forget what the video title was. I th- yeah. I think the one I picked up was supposed to be troll three. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was six bucks. Don't judge me. <laughs> but uh, rats <laughs> is about a post-apocalyptic. Yeah, let's talk about rats. Yeah. Go ahead, bud. <laughs> it's a post. It's about a post-apocalyptic gang, you know, taking on a horde of highly evolved killer rats. It is pizza schlock to the max. So if you got a bunch of friends and some beers. I like that term. Pizza schlock. I think you'll like it. I'm telling you, it's random. I just (laughs) talked about Invitation to Hell. Like, it's not a good movie, but surprisingly enough, I was like, I'm entertained by this. Right. I get it. See, this is just weird enough to be hilarious. Maybe that's it. It's it's, it's a good time. So... (laughs) What happened? So it's just a gang fighting rats. There's not a whole lot about it. It's just, you know, a lot of gore. Oh, is there? Yeah. And I'm going to say the thing that Niles wants to hear. It is on Amazon Prime. Oh, really? There's a scene involving a sleeping bag that is just hilarious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is it a... Well, one rat crawls into the sleeping bag, enters an orifice, and exits a different one. In one and out the other. Oh, now wants to see it now. <laughs> and I must say, it has a twist ending that uh, would make M. Night Shyamalan probably laugh his ass off. <laughs> I saw Mouse Hunt. <laughs> I saw Mouse Hunt. But, right. I mean, it's Italian cheese, and I love yeah. Italian it cheese. It has Nathan so. Lane in it. Mouse Hunt? Yes. Yes. Rats, no. <laughs> hey, did you know Chillerama was actually... Um, Adam Rifkin, who directed and wrote yes. one of those segments, yes. is actually the writer of Mouse Hunt. Ah. There you go. Tied it all in. Nope. <laughs> With a big bow. Yeah. <laughs> what else did you watch? So I checked out the big phenomenon of last year, Parasite. Ah, yes. And oh, yeah. it was great. Which I think is coming out very soon. Maybe it's got shit, to be. It might already be out by it the time this be. comes out. I can't remember. I think I saw something on 28th. No. Okay. I think. I don't know. I'll look it up. Go ahead, Niles. There's not much to talk about because, I mean, let's be honest. You need to watch this movie. It's uh, phenomenal. Uh, The director is famous for his, uh, was it Okja? Okja. Okja. uh, Now I want to say everything wrong. The host. I almost said the host. Uh, Yeah, which we just watched actually last. Was it last day or night before? Yesterday. Yesterday. We watched it yesterday. You watched the movie yesterday? We watched. No, we watched the host. The Beatles movie? No. We watched the host yesterday. (laughs) She had never seen it. Very enjoyable. Um, But yeah, no. uh, He also did Snowpiercer. Yeah, and and actually, I have not seen Snowpiercer. I started it one day. I have. (laughs) Right. 
Memories so I started I started it and I had to stop because I had to go do something. But um God damn it. Anywho. Whatever. Uh he continues to uh blow me away. I'm I love his family dynamics that he does. Yeah. Um it, it's I would assume it's kind of like somebody who understands like not necessarily like low culture in America, but like normal see of mm-hmm. like, you know, kind of Failure. like the, sh- the shameless kind of family. Yeah. You know, like, His yeah. families remind me kind of of Wes Anderson style families where everyone has their flaws and you're presented with them almost immediately. Yeah, but they're not presented in a very stylish way. Right? No, not no, no, not like Wes Anderson, but yeah. it's still like this is what you get. But yeah. and these are who these people are. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, overall, um, you know, it's an interesting tale of uh, the synopsis. I don't know if you need to get into this, but basically a family uh, that's they're little scammers. They're a little bunch of little scammers and they yeah. they're good to each other, but they uh, they're a tight knit brood of uh, con artists. And, yes. And uh, they it's not a contagion film. Get their uh, their their kicks out of uh, the rich. Well, it's not even the kicks. Stuff. They're just trying to live claw their way up. Yeah. Right. To society. Yeah. 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 Because it's a very social film. It's, you know, (laughs) it's really good, but it's really good. So somebody was like, oh, why does this keep getting talked about in horror circles? I'm like, well, have you seen Seen it? it? Just wait. (laughs) Because, yeah, I mean, I don't want to give away anything, but there there is a point where there's a lot of twists and turns in the towards the end of the film. Um, But. Even if it didn't have those, it's a very interesting, complex dynamic that goes between right. the family upstairs and the family downstairs. Yeah, like yeah. the the what was it, High and Low, the yeah. Kurosawa film. Yeah, it's a lot like kind of like that. Um. Vibe. So yeah, this is out on Blu-ray when this comes out. Yeah, the twentieth comes out on the twentieth. So, um, yeah, it, that was along with Uncut Gems, probably. Oh you yeah, know, one of my top absolutely three at very least. Um, okay, so yeah, to continue my kind of true crime sort of thing uh, from talk radio, I watched The Boys Next Door uh, via the Seven Films Blu-ray. Uh, this is a film directed by Penelope Spheris, who gave us Decline of Western Civilization, yep. Wayne's World, uh, Suburbia. Um, this was her follow-up after su- Suburbia. It has Maxwell Caulfield who. Um, prior to this was the main lead in Grease 2 and that movie flopped so bad so that bad. it kind of fucked his career. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> was it like Grease 2? That's the one with the Michelle birds and the Pfeiffer and, yeah. It's not good. Hashtag Grease? Greasier? No. Was well, that Grease 2 Electric Boogaloo? Hashtags weren't a thing though. Do you want to do like a triple feature? Grease, Grease 2 and Greasy Strangler? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Any Hoosier. Um, so, yeah, uh, it also stars Charlie Sheen. And um, this came out in the late 80s. It was it's pretty good. Um, however, it does kind of set you up in a weird way because uh, the beginning starts off with like kind of publicity stills of serial killers like Son of Sam and um uh, the Atlanta killer. I, I always forget his name. Um, but anyway, there's like this very moody voiceover killer. Mike talking. No, no. Um, the guy who did the Atlanta <laughs> child murders, you fucking sick. Uh, anywho. So yeah, um, that was funny. They kind of set it up like, Oh, we're going to watch like a serial killer origin story. And it kind of, it isn't really except for, um, 
Maxwell Caulfield's character is definitely a lot sinister than Charlie Sheen, but it has this kind of punk background of sorts because, I mean, it's Penelope Sears, so it kind of makes sense. It's interesting. Um, I don't know anything about this movie. It's good. It's really good. You can borrow it if you want. Oh, um, can I? Cool. Yeah. You can, Andy's video is back up and running, but essentially, um, I don't know where they lived originally, but they graduate high school and the one dude doesn't know what he's going to, they both don't know what they're going to do. And they decide to go out to Hollywood. And when they get out to Hollywood, some killings start happening, but it's, it is really good. Um, it is kind of brutal at times. There is a scene where, uh, they're, traveling like the Hollywood strip and they're walking and they go into a gay bar and they didn't know it was a gay bar and it, it doesn't turn out well. And it, let's just say the, the scene doesn't play well in 2019. I was about to say that. I feel like that's where you're going. Like it's uh but, but it is kind of interesting how they, how she does it. And then what's even more interesting is Penelope Spheres doesn't hate the film, but she's apprehensive on talking about it sometimes. And uh, a lot of it is she had some personal stuff come up where like, I think her brother died and he was openly gay uh, and she had the film, the scene and it was really tough for her. And anyway, it, it's really good. Um, I think Maxwell Caulfield is great in it and I don't, I'm not familiar with his work um, other than like Grease too, which, you know, I thought that movie was God awful. Yep. So I'm kind of more interested to check out some of his filmography and we all know how Charlie Sheen was. And apparently that's how he was back then. So <laughs> because they kind of talk about stories like that and like Martin Sheen apparently came on set and tried to get him off the movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like came to his dressing room, which was, they were both like sharing because it wasn't a huge budgeted movie. And what, uh, what year is this again? 80. I want to say 87 or like uh, no. sitting there being a criminal. No, it was 87. I'm hitting on uh dirty oh, dancing no. chick. Well, her name's Jennifer Gray. <laughs> she has a name. Her name. <laughs> her name is Robert Paulson. Oh shit. 85. Sorry. So yeah, it is sooner. But yeah, it's good. Uh, it's a brisk, brisk 91 minutes. So um, I'd recommend it. It does feel a little rushed at the end, but uh, yeah, solid, solid movie. And Severn did a bang up job with the Blu-ray. So pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Speaking of the host, mm. that is the third film, which I will be speaking about. Okay. It came out in 2006. Yeah. Same director as Parasite and Okjaw and Snowpiercer. All of those movies, which I have seen. Have you seen Memories of Murder? No. That's Dang it. One. I was really proud of myself for actually seeing like I've someone's seen whole that. filmography. Good for you. Have you seen <laughs> Snowpiercer? Yeah. Suck it. I, you, know, you know, honestly, for a long time, I refused to watch it because I had Chris Evans in the front of it. He's really good in it. Sure, yeah. I believe you. I'm just telling you, I Tilda saw... Swinton's good in it? I, I didn't know, who, I didn't know who directed it. I didn't know anything about it. All I saw was Snowpiercer. Chris he Evans. I'm really like, like Tilda. Yeah. Because she's in uh, Okja, too. Yeah. Um, he does. And... He also likes society, like playing with society, because that's all Snowpiercer is anyway. Yeah. The host was. And um, same with the host. Yeah. There, there's some. They really don't like America. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> America is just like the aggressive asshole. 
which I mean, isn't surprising, but it's literally from the very beginning of this movie is a military man from the U.S. being mean to the Korean guy who he feels is beneath him. Right. And who's that actor? I'm the, sorry, what? The guy who's a scientist or the friend. Who is he? I don't know what the fuck you're talking the about. The home guy who drops the formaldehyde. That was Joe Spinell. It was it? That was a few movies ago. How is this guy still alive? Remember, like, every time Niall started talking about a movie, and then I would just start talking over him and quizzing him about the movie, which yeah. he was already talking about, and ruin his train of thought? No, who is that actor? I don't know. It's the guy from uh, Behind the Mask. Anyway. The old guy. Anyway. Oh, Wilson. Um, yeah. Scott Wilson? Is that his name? Fuck. Anyway. No, the old guy. The guy who trains him. Who's Let me like look the, it up. One second. Scott Wilson. I thought that was the main actor. No, Nathan Basale. Oh, that's right. What is he in other than those? He was in uh, the TV show Invasion. Oh. Uh, but okay. he hasn't been in really anything else. Yeah, Scott Wilson. Hey, what do you know? He's oh. also in Exorcist 3. He's the yeah. dude that smokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Anyway, it starts with him being an <laughs> asshole to the Korean military man. And just essentially bullies him into dumping a whole bunch of formaldehyde into the Han River, right. which is flowing through this town in which the whole story takes place. Um, I really enjoyed the fact that in this monster movie, you get to see the monster. Yeah. And you get to see all this really crazy, almost acrobatic movement. And I don't know, just a different dynamic with the monster because it's not just going around killing necessarily no. i don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen it um but i really enjoyed it also because of how much this director makes families just like fucked up and fun all i remember like i went to so i saw this um at st louis international film festival which is the same year that um behind the mask was there anyway i don't know why i'm pointing at niles he's just gonna give silly faces so I saw this movie and the funeral scene was one that like people oh my did God. not know whether to laugh or just shut the fuck up. Well, at first I was like, oh my God, this is so sad. I'm yeah. going to cry so much. She's, and then it was like, she actually said that out loud while we're watching. She's like, I don't know if I should be laughing at this. Scene. Yeah. I was like, no, it's funny. It is funny. They're ridiculous. But like, it's a, it's in a taboo situation. So it's like, oh yeah, do I laugh at this? Is this supposed to be funny? But then you realize like, oh yeah, this is funny. And this shows you how dysfunctional families right. can be. Yeah. It's great. Great movie, great scene. Um, yeah, I need to get that on Blu-ray. Fuck. I think it's one of those. Unfortunately, I'll say this on watching it on the, last night uh, or yesterday. It could use an update on the digital. Yeah, I mean, I remember when you kind of saw the monster more up close. It didn't look all that great, but I love the movement. I think everything about it's great. It's just it's the it's the lighting. Some of yeah, it just doesn't. Yeah, add. it looks too slick. Yeah, right. Considering it's two thousand six. Yeah, honestly, I think the story is strong enough to kind of negate some of that. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I'm just saying it's a beautiful film. So and maybe I really, George I really, Lucas it. That's what, no, I don't even think. Any, uh, I guess you're right. I'm just saying like if they, it. What's well, on Blu-ray? So I don't know. I really liked all of the political movements that were going on mm -hmm. this whole time too, like free gang do yeah. and all this shit that he's not even aware of the main character, the dad right. who is also in parasite. Mm -hmm. 
Um, he has no idea that all these people actually care about him, even though they don't realize that he's just trying to get back to his daughter right, right. because he believes that she is alive. I really enjoyed it. I would definitely watch this again and give suggest it, a it to people. It was so much fun to watch. Maybe I'll just buy the Blu-ray because I'm sure I can get it cheap. I need to buy the Blu-ray because I found out the DVD I have doesn't work. Yeah, you can watch it on fucking Tubi with commercials every 30 seconds. Why doesn't the DVD work? I have no idea. Is it Scratch? Nope. It's Weird. pristine. I played it on my PS4, right? That and makes like, me wonder. Yeah, no, I'm telling you. You got the DVD. Honestly, so it was... It was a blockbuster copy. Like, uh-huh. Well, that's why. No, but I'm saying it's clean. Once they went out of the business, they deactivated all their DVDs. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was the weirdest thing because like, there's no scratches. I've played it before a couple times and mm. it, no problems. I put it in. It was just like, cannot read disc. It just yeah. doesn't exist. So I don't know. Maybe I'm, you should actually get a Blu-ray player. No, you shouldn't. You're saving money. Stop it. Okay. Roger, what'd you watch? I revisited uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1978. Oh, I almost referenced that earlier when they were talking about spas. <laughs> I like when they're slapping the hams. Right. On the, on the <laughs> they're just like slapping the shit out of some man meat. That's like the best part. Put them in mud and slap them. Oh, yeah. And that guy's reading the book and it's okay. It's all muddy. But yeah, I mean... I mean, it's such a cultural, you know, iconic movie. I mean, this wasn't a first time watch, right? No, okay. no. I have recently upgraded to the uh, Screen Factory Blu-ray. Gotcha. So you didn't watch it on Hulu? No, no. Oh, is it on Hulu? That's how I watched oh, it. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Okay. But I mean, short synopsis is uh, space pot or space uh, flowers. Yeah, flowers. something like that. Pod people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know these these it's like pollen, alien pollen. Yeah, yeah. They, they come down to Earth and. They start replicating people and replacing the people, and you know what the story is. Yeah. Um, I definitely like this more than the original. I do, too. And I know some people have issue with that, but I think it's more of, what, you? you this don't- guy right here. <laughs> I I think it's, I mean, I guess it's not entirely like what you grew up with. That's all right? it is. Yeah. That's all it is. I'll be honest. I enjoyed watching the black and white film when I was a kid. Right. I, okay. I mean, and, and they they pay really big tribute to it in yeah. this movie. Yeah. Yeah. There's moments Absolutely. where it's shot for shot. And, and I'm not like, saying I don't like the 55. Yeah, one. The, the 50 ones is or, great. Is it 55 or 58? Anyway, it doesn't matter. But the original one. Right. But like the 50 was like focuses so much on, you know, the allegories for communism and right, stuff. Right, right, And this Which one will win. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, right. <laughs> but what what I appreciate most about this is like it's over 40 years old mm-hmm. and it's still relevant today. Mm-hmm. Just the way it's formatted and the way, it, you know, it's set up and everything. And uh, the director originally was like, well, the allegories is for um, the yeah. alienation in urbanization. You know, you're surrounded by all these people, but you never feel more connected. alone, connected. Yeah. You really don't know if you know, you know, your people, your friends, whatnot. And um, even Spock. Right, you know, right. great cast. You know, you got yeah. uh, Donald Sutherland, Donald Sutherland, Goldblum, Veronica Goldblum. Yeah, you know, so who doesn't love Goldblum? Mm. You know, fuck. I'm gonna rewatch the Abel Ferrara one now. <laughs> I bought the Blu-ray, and I remember being mixed about it. Right. Well, so. give us your synopsis. I don't know. Sit down. Okay, that's your homework. Okay, that's my homework. But like, this was also made shortly before the huge AIDS panic in the '80s. Huh. And I thought, like, a lot of people also point out that that, like, fits in with that still because it's, like, 
you know, these things attack you when you're asleep. You don't know who's infected, who's changed right. or whatnot. And totally. I, and I think, you know, today it's, it's, it fits well with like the whole uh, social media aspect. Yeah. You know, yeah. us as a, as humans have never been so connected, but a lot of us but just. detached, yeah. Yeah. A lot of us still oh, feel like so that. alone. It's like. I like that. Are you okay, yeah. Roger? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're here for you. But yeah, you know, it's just. I okay. thought it was cool. I was like, yeah, this really no, great I, movie. I, I, it's good. It's great I think movie. It's, I do think it's great. I just, I'm telling you, I, I, there's something about it. That's fine. I right. can't. And nobody's it. right or wrong in saying which one they prefer. Unless you say the Nicole Kidman one. Yeah, well. Then I judge you. <laughs> but it's got James Bond, so no. Invasion? The Invasion, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, not okay. my James Bond. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, don't I'd get ra- Niles started. I'd, ra- I'd rather watch Stepford Wise, the remake. I'd rather read yeah. the book by Ira Lewis. Dad, Nicole Kidman, didn't it? The book? No. No, the remake. Motherfucker. Remake it of had, Stepford Wives had Nicole It had Kidman. Cruella DeVille, Glenn Close. Yes. It did. And it had uh, Christopher Walken and Matthew Broderick. Uh, mm-hmm. I was I gonna say Will one Ferrell, time. but then I realized that was uh, Maddie bewitched. B. <laughs> bewitched. <laughs> oh God! I did not see that because it looked god awful. I did. Uh, he was doing a bunch of shit then. What was the other one with the soccer team? What do you mean? Oh, uh, kicking and screaming. Yeah, that was it. Wow. Okay, all anyway, great horror movies. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Scream Factory, Blu-ray. Great movie. Jesus. Buy the shit out of it. <laughs> um. I checked out the, uh, I, I just picked up the copy of the Blu-ray edition of The Stand, the miniseries by Mick Garris from 1994. It was a hard blue, by the way. Blue. It was a blue, <laughs> blue. Um, they did a great job with it. Beautiful. That's all I got to say. It's beautiful. Yeah, there's there's some scenes where it doesn't, fine. the special effects let's don't be look honest. great. But, let's yeah. be honest. The ending of the movie is batshit fucking awful. But yeah. it, it's just because technology is what it is and I don't some of the design of some of the creatures or what I I think the first segment is very so, strong yes. so good so good um it it does kind of dwindle down um it feels rushed but yeah it's okay. it was a huge project production yeah yeah huge great production. cast I yeah it, I, it's it's still you know it, it felt like a Stephen King novel yes like it felt mm-hmm. like when you're watching the dialogue like, for sure yeah you're just like Good job. This I'm is very it. interested to see the new one. The Josh Moon one. Yeah. Which was it's why I'm in this. I don't I don't know much about that director because the only film that has I think come out directed by him was Fault of Your Stars, and that's just not my up my alley. Oh. Um, but the new mutants is finally coming out in April. Oh. So I want to see that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean he supposedly he's a pretty hardcore horror fan, so he could do this justice. I still haven't read the book yet, so that's on my that's my next. There's book. two different versions, so I'm. A, I will. You got to figure out which one you want to do. You're gonna do the complete and uncut. I already have it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the like almost two thousand page book. Yeah, yeah. it's thick. It's yeah. real thick. So I haven't even cracked it yet because I'm just like I wanted to watch the miniseries mm-hmm. to at least you know warm myself up so I can know what's missing or <laughs> gotta warm yourself up for how thick it is. It's pretty thick. Um. Viscous. Um, God. <laughs> but yeah, they did a they did an excellent job. Great acting. Uh, yeah. So have on the transfer as well, because like Mick Garris 
you know, not that long before it came out on Blu-ray. It was like, this, it'll never go on Blu-ray. Like the elements are gone. And the technical side of it is that they edited the film. Like they shot it on, I think 16 and transferred it all to SD. Wow. And they're like, yeah, those elements are gone. They threw that shit away. Well, I don't know if he said they threw it away because they must have gotten it somehow because it looks really good. It doesn't look upscaled or anything. And, um, I mean, some of the effects definitely got fucked, but, um, yeah, no, it, 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 it's a great transfer. It's amazing. Like I expected it not to be that great. The DVD transfer isn't even that great. No. So I, I feel like I didn't watch it that long ago, like the DVD version. Yeah. And watching this, I was like, man, this is clean. Yeah. But again, it's really that first like two was like four of them. Yeah. Yeah. The first two are like gorgeous. Yeah. Acting's great. You really get into the characters Mm -hmm. and then, yeah, just they got to get to the, the meat of it. And I just feel like, I mean, I haven't read, I don't know the real story because I haven't Mm -hmm. read it, but I just assume there's a lot more buildup to understanding like the like hell section Mm -hmm. versus, you know, and like, but with that said, I mean, a lot of Stephen King adaptations have that problem. Right. So, yeah. Like even Needful Things, even though I like that film, mm-hmm. um, it definitely, you know, cut out a lot of stuff. Right. And it runs out of steam. But I just feel like, you know, like nowadays, the way we do things, you know, the stand for its time was mm-hmm. a huge like undertaking. Like I get it. Nowadays, that's nothing. We do that on Netflix every single day. We right. have you know, high quality movie production TV shows. Yeah. So remaking the stand at this point shouldn't be that hard. You know, no. you, you have or, a limited amount of time. Go ahead and do whatever you want. And CGI. The, the one thing I do want to say is I, I hate when we people say remake. Right. It's a new adaptation. New dot. Okay. You know, because we don't know. It could be wildly different. Who that, knows? That's what they said about Carrie though. Yeah. They also said that. And that, that was like a fucking remake. That was a remake. <laughs> Oh, God. Which Carrie? Yeah, you know, something that I would have liked more in any of the Carrie adaptations Mm -hmm. were delving deeper into, like, her shine, where the way she causes her destruction is by, like, envisioning the pipes and, like, all the inner workings of everything and Mm -hmm. then causing it to break down. I wish we would have had that in any adaptation. none of the adaptations, all three of them, had the the destruction of the town. Right. I want it. Yeah. Because yeah. that's like the second half of the book. Yeah. And it's just it's a like, good chunk of the last part. Yeah. Talking about like all of the reports on mm-hmm. it and like the investigations. And like how that shit it got is so juicy. Versus, you yes. know, just this contained thing in the town. Yeah. Yeah. I know like some things don't work good going from paper to <laughs> some film. Some things don't work good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they just don't work out. Some things work better on paper and the other, you know, sure, other things work obviously. better on film. But I mean, that sounds like it would be phenomenal. Yeah. Right. A lot so, of fire. Yeah. People screaming, running out of their houses in their nightgowns and Who slippers. Who doesn't like that? Honestly, Shit. I'm kind of surprised it's not like a miniseries. There are a few Stephen King adaptations that I wish they would drop the movie angle. Like, oh, we're going to make this into a movie. Make it into a miniseries. Like, like Tommyknockers? <sighs> no. No. And I'm not talking about ABC miniseries because let's be honest, most of those were pretty bad. Um, like, it is good. The stand is okay. And then the rest, I think, are pretty forgettable. The, the only successful one, I think, is 
Salem's Lot, and that was before that yeah. boom of miniseries. But I'm talking like Netflix series, yeah, right? Yeah, now's the time to do it, really. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I'm wearing the Cycle of the Werewolf sh- shirt. I think that would be a great miniseries yeah. because you could even, you could even, fa- or like even a web series, release it every month. Like one episode every month. But please just have Gary Busey in it. <laughs> yes, Gary Busey needs to come back. <laughs> Is he still alive? Yeah, he's... Yes. Define alive. <laughs> <laughs> On a physical aspect, he is. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, The Stand, which is available on Blu-ray through Paramount. Cool. Um, Andy, what did you watch? So the last thing I watched is uh, something that everybody has asked me about: uh, the color out of space. Mm. So this is the uh, film. You okay, bud? <laughs> the film directed by Richard Stanley. It's his return back. Um, he is the man that gave us Hardware and Dust Devil, and was going to give us uh, the Island of Doc Moreau. Gave us a du- an awesome du- du- documentary. Yeah, yeah, that's a good documentary. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I, I'm really starting to hate the tagline of from the producers of Mandy because (laughs) then if, if it's got the same color scheme as Mandy, people think it's Mandy too. Hot pink. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Pink, purple, blue, that color scheme. People think, uh, Oh, lens flares. Fuck. Yeah. It's Mandy too. Um, what you just said, literally, my coworker Brendan just told me. Yeah. He literally said, "I went and saw it, and I expect it was like Mandy too." Basically, I was like, "No, I don't think it it's was not Mandy too. Not at all. Why would it be? It has nothing. Why I, would it have anything to do with it? Uh, it has Nicholas Cage in it. Yeah, cool. that's that's really the only commonality. Oh, so does Con um, Air, but yeah, no. <laughs> but uh, oh fuck! Down. Now I want to see Con Air done Mandy style. That would be great. Oh, so much better. Kind <laughs> of steal the declaration of. <laughs> Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. Why did you just put down Malkovich, the bunny? Malkovich. <laughs> so, uh, Color Out of Space is um, an adaptation of the H.P. Lovecraft novella, and um, I think honestly, it is a very faithful Lovecraft adaptation. Um, anytime most people hear of Lovecraft adaptations, they go to like From Beyond, Reanimator, um, some of the stuff that Stuart Gordon did, and um, Brian Usna. But <laughs> I, I will tell you, yeah, this is, I think, a, a lot faithful um, to Lovecraft. If you want my own opinion, the best Lovecraft adaptation is In the Mouth of Madness, which isn't an adaptation at all. <laughs> I think it, it hits all the points where shit is just going insane uh, and there's physical changes in people, which does happen in um, The Color Out of Space at towards the end, especially with alpacas because they have an alpaca 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 form form (laughs) form. isn't that just a llama Uh, no no they are very different (laughs) alpacas are at least half of the size of a llama oftentimes farmers will have a llama as like the guard man of all of the alpacas Noted. I learned this at an alpaca farm. That's cool. Can llamas be a man? Oh, boy. Anyway, it turns into, like, the thing with the alpacas, so that's kind of cool. Really? Yeah, it's really fucking weird. So, if you don't know the story, it's essentially a meteor uh, that hits this farm, like, kind of an isolated farm area, and um, it gets in the soil and into the water, Mm. and... Uh, obviously they're drinking the water. So things start changing. Um, they start seeing hallucinations 
and then it it has physical uh changes on people as well uh and things and the plant life grows kind of on its own and it's it's wild and visually i think the film looks cool um some of the cgi is a little spotty but other than that like i think there's decent casting in here um i i forget the girl's name um the girl that plays the daughter of Nicolas Cage. Oh, one uh, second. Let I, me let me just. She's uh, really good. Yeah. Let me just uh, get to the. Is it Carrie Cage? No, that's the daughter of Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat. Madeline Arthur. Yes, Madeline. Ar- what else has she? Tommy done? Chong is in this. Yes, yes, Tommy Chong is also in it. He plays. Guess what? Stoner. No. <laughs> um. But yeah. So. Uh, Madeline Arthur. I'm trying to remember what she's a Canadian actress. Blah blah blah. Um, fuck Grace. No, I don't know what else she's been in, but I could have swore I saw her in something. That's a cool that, uh, story, bud. Anyway, Madeline Arthur uh, is really good in it. B. Arthur. Yes, B. Arthur. Thank you, Niles. Oh, she was in Big Eyes. <laughs> sure, <laughs> that's a good movie. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's great. oh yeah. I know. Oh, I, I'll see it eventually. Um, is that a horror though? So Nicholas Cage does. Uh, no, I mean it's directed by Burton, isn't it? Yeah, it's really more so about like this woman being exploited. Yeah, that's what so, I hear. And like, yeah, yeah. all right, back she to the steals movie. the anyway. art and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Nicholas Cage does something interesting, which it took me a second. It took me aback. Um, he does an accent, and essentially this oh. accent, like not throughout the whole film. Oh god. Um he he when shit starts changing in people uh he does this accent and I shit you not it sounds like fucking Trump. Ooh. Like it is weird. You're the second person I've heard that from. And I I heard it and I'm like is he is he impersonating Trump? Would yeah. you call it the best? <laughs> but then I remember in the beginning of the film he was talking about his dad and he mimicked his dad's voice. So it's mm. supposed to be his dad's voice, but it does eerily sound yeah, a lot. Like so Trump. it's just like I've heard that from an old white guy from New York. Yeah. yeah. Right. And with like really obnoxious tone. The best. Yeah. So the biggest. Anyway, I, I think it's okay. Um, I think the best part of the film is towards the end. Um, but yeah, it, it, I guess my best thing is do not go in expecting Mandy. <laughs> For fuck's sake. I mean, Mandy is its own goddamn movie. Um, I don't think anything's going to come close to that. No. Whether you liked Mandy. You can't even watch Beyond the Black Rainbow and expect Mandy. I feel like Mandy is its own. It's a beast. It is a beast. Mandy's got cartoons in it. Yeah. But I think that might be like one of the biggest things. It's weird because I've seen people online and I don't mean to be an asshole or pretentious about this, but like people are saying this movie is amazing. I'm like, why is it amazing? Tell me like I can. I haven't heard that. I've heard people didn't like it. Okay. And and the only way to see it is in theaters, but it will be out on Blu-ray like next month or this coming up month in February. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it when it's streaming. Yeah. I I think it's worth a watch at home. I don't think there are people wanting to drive like three hours to go see this movie. No. And my other big complaint about it is it doesn't feel like a Richard Stanley film. Um, yeah, no, you haven't said anything that sounded like, I mean, that's the thing for me. Like I fucking love hardware. Like, yeah. that was, it's like, 
Did you I see Dust Devil? Yeah, and I like yeah. that too. But uh, hardware is like my. Sure. I don't know why I love this movie, but I love that movie. But when I think of Richard Stanley, I think of cyberpunk? something cyberpunk. Yeah. Or, or like, especially with Dust Devil, very fantastical. Yeah. You know, there's there's some mysticism behind his work, and. I don't feel that in this whatsoever. Now he just signed on to do like Dunwich horror, which is another Lovecraft adaptation. Get out. I'm interested in it. I think he adapts Lovecraft very well. Uh, it's just, I don't know. I don't know what fell through here. Is I he more know. stable now? Is that what's going on? Like he's like, he wasn't ever. <laughs> to be honest, he's <laughs> no, he totally was. I wouldn't call him unstable. He is very eccentric yeah. for sure. And that's what got him in the situation with Dr. Moreau. Yeah. Plus, he well, was he also like, working with Val Kilmer, who was right. the biggest fucking Didn't he asshole. Like just, like, yeah. disappear? After he got fired. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, after he got fired. He, he ended up in yeah. that commune. Yeah. With the- but then he snuck back on side. It, right. it, that's cool. Another thing to check out, if you've never seen Lost Soul uh, put out by Severin, mm-hmm. uh, highly recommend that. But Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad he's back in the saddle, um, but it is not... I, it's hard for me to say it's a Richard Stanley film. It just doesn't feel like it. You feel like he's just kind of getting paychecks at this point. Or maybe he's just like, you know what? Yeah. I want to direct a film and these people are going to give me money. And it's, I know he has a big love for Lovecraft. Sure. Um, He's doing work. I mean, like I get it. Like if you're going to have to do something, do something you like at least enjoy. Right. And context, you know, but so, yeah, I mean, I, I would still say, check it out, but, don't fucking drive three, five hours to go see this movie on the big screen. I do wish I would have saw it on the big screen. They sent a screener to me, so I saw it back in December, but um, yeah. It was, it was alright. Hmm. Well, cool. Why are you giving Nothing. me the looks? I'm excited you'd watch something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright, so uh, that is all we've been watching, right? We yeah. Oh, just yeah. watch those. Okay, so we will be talking about Luz. I don't think you say it like that. Luz. 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 L-U-Z. Yeah, Luz. Luzian. I mean, this is the name of a character, the main character. Um, so this one kind of got my attention back in 2018. It, I think it premiered at like the Berlin Film Festival, but it played at Fantastic Fest. I want to say Mike may have saw it and reviewed it for the site back then. Um, I'm pretty sure he did. He it, reviewed it on Letterbox. I know that. <laughs> cool. A link is Letterbox review. I'm pretty sure he put it on the on the site. But anyway, um, I I heard many things revolving around this movie, and it just seemed like it was uh, it was up my alley. And we kind of made a choice to watch it sight unseen. Nobody saw it before doing this podcast right that's correct okay. i knew nothing about it okay so I, was, I was excited because we were gonna cover i had to verify with roger i'm well, like roger you got shut i right? like <laughs> i like taking a break from digging through the crates basically and and trying to do a little check out the new releases you know, the new check, arrivals check out some of the new arrivals you know like something that's uh modern that we can maybe show some people so. yeah so this one is uh 
on Shutter right now, and it's kind of exclusive on Shutter. Um, I think it was released on Blu-ray in Germany, but it will be uh, all region uh, Blu-ray on March 10th, released by Altered Innocence, uh, who were the again, like I said at the top, um, same people that put out Knife and Heart. Also, the score which I really dug. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I'm not familiar with the composer, Simon Waskow. I, I think he's really only worked on this director's stuff, uh, but that will be coming through Death Waltz later this year. Oh, really? That's already, cool. Yeah, I, I saw a tweet by the director, and uh, they have the test pricings in and the artwork's done, so that's definitely one I'm going to pick up. I really dug the soundtrack. Yeah, it was good. Um so yeah, this is a brisk 71 minutes. It, Very short. It flies. Very fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, you, uh, from what I remember reading on this, so maybe I should have looked this up and had it in front of me, is that this was a student film Yeah, uh, yeah that he it, shot on 16 millimeter. It was his thesis. Um, and he had previously done other shorts. Right, right. But this was his like thesis for his senior year. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask if this was done on film or digital. Yeah, so it is done on Kodak. I, at the end, it says shot on Kodak yeah. 16 millimeter. So it's all like all the film grain and stuff. And I'm like, is this? And part of me, <laughs> I mean, some of those, like the film grain, natural. Right. That's definitely like 16 millimeter film grain. Um, but like the the white hairs and yeah, the spots, yeah. I think that's maybe digitally right. put over. Okay. Um, just because like... That's not necessarily how that works. Right. <laughs> um, so I, I guess, yeah, it is definitely more of an aesthetic yeah. that the director chose. But I'm not complaining about it. It looked pretty cool. No, it looked, <laughs> it, it did look cool. Um, I'll be honest, like when the movie started, it starts with a, I guess like a three or four minute single shot. Right. And it's just kind of interesting. Like you don't know what the fuck's happening. And then in the police station yeah, at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which at first I'm like, this seems like a really clerical job. I'm trying to figure out like the placement of where, where are we? Yeah. And, and this dude's like doing his job and this girl comes in, something's up with her. She can't walk really that well. And then goes to the vending machine, gets like a soda and then starts yelling at the guy. It's but great. What was funny is like she starts yelling and he's like, puts up his hand. <laughs> like, hold on, let me finish this thing before you berate me. And then he switches his glasses. Yeah, he switches his glasses. That right there tells you it's a government job. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, look, I've heard this shit before. Hey, no. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it was kind of an interesting opening. Um, and even the scene after that at the bar with the the doctor or whatever. Oh, yeah. That was just really weird. Uh, number one, he had a fucking pager. Those still exist, apparently. Yes, when you work in the medical field. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's wild. Like, why? Emergencies, bud. Well, what about cell phones? What, what because they- cell phones can be silenced. They can have connection issues. A lot of times beepers are more reliable. Because she was looking for Cue the rainbow with the star. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to wonder, was like, what year was this supposed to be in? Or is it just Right, that was the other thing, is like... <laughs> Her hat reminded me of like 90s, right? Right. So I was like, oh, maybe this takes place in the 90s. But you know, and that's the thing is, though, it's like taking place in Chile and like, you know, I, I feel like. Well, wait, it takes place in Germany. Parts yeah. of it visually I see are from 
and not to say that third, you know, not not third world countries, but no. just, you know, foreign countries sometimes, you know, things that you know, like the cab, yeah, yeah. was very old. Mm-hmm. It was an older kind of cab, and that aesthetic, you know, makes you feel like you're out of place. You're not necessarily in a modern position. That bar, though, especially, oh my god, yeah, the yeah. drinks that they were serving, yeah. like, and plus they had the old. Tea. I mean, there's nothing that's not saying it's. A- takes place in the 90s so i will say that other countries it's in the culture to take care of your shit right whereas america as soon as something's outdated we have to yeah, get the new throw thing. it away and get the new right. thing yeah yeah like on cars the warranty's up time to get a new one yep <laughs> yeah yeah i mean but there is really no time placement in this movie i don't think at all um i like how you tried to silence it you can't <laughs> it's fine that's background noise it's good people like it. cracking beers um but yeah i this was a movie, I guess the best way I could say it is it was hard to land my feet on. Like I didn't, I, I just kept guessing. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. <laughs> Throughout the whole movie. I think Niles and I waited until the very end to be like, well, I think this is what we just watched <laughs> Yeah, because it's very disorienting the whole time. It is. So I will say <sighs> it felt like a Cronenberg film, not in like body yeah there's no body horror right but but i will say that the way that he introduces characters and how they are and just kind of the vibe very clinical sense very clinical clean you know this is one character here's another character here and these are the only important things you need to see yeah and also dialogue very it just felt very cronenberg to me and anti-social characters yes yeah like when when we meet this doctor He's just at the bar watching TV, drinking while he's on call. While he's on call, yeah. Now, no. look, that's definitely true. But then again, he's he's not a surgeon, right? But still, when you're taking somebody's health, especially mental emotional health, yeah, because he's he was a therapist. He's, yeah, he's, he's like a therapist and hypnotizing psycho, psychotherapist, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. He's hypnotizing people, right? So he's, he's putting them into hypnotist. an altered state. Altered state, and then he's, he's also in an altered state. Ah! <laughs> Get on my level. That's what he's saying, right? Okay. Okay. So uh, the girl at the bar, though, is really strange. Nora. Yeah, really strange liked, at the beginning. I liked the casting of her because she was very out of the norm. I couldn't place her, like where she would be from was she like you know and the first thing you think oh it's some prostitute you know you're thinking there's some prostitute yeah trying to hit up this doctor but you're also trying to figure out like what Uh, the fuck is going on with her because you can tell something's off and what i like about the composition of that shot is that she's so far away but she's doing weird facial expressions that you know something's off yeah like she's just like smiling well I, I thought she was just like a drunk lady right hitting on this like good looking guy who looks like he's got money and she's like drunk and he's like getting there and they're the only two people in the bar other than the bartender but so she, i did not get the prostitution like, feel no i didn't get that either but she's asking some strange questions well, like yeah. something's off yeah. right but yeah i kind of figured oh well maybe she's just drunk but, but she then, wanted something obviously right not the D, so. <laughs> not the D, Something. the S. <laughs> but um, it was interesting how they played off that shot because it's 
she's in the background, but she's doing these wild kind of facial expressions and tilting her head and really weird fashions. And then finally she comes closer because the shot that I'm talking about, she's at the one end of the bar and the doctor is closer to us in the frame. And she comes to sit next to him and then she does a bump. (laughs) Yeah. A couple of bumps. She just starts doing drugs. She's also eating pills. I'm also trying to figure out what the fuck were they drinking? Does anybody know? Oh, the magic changing beverage. Yeah, what was like it? It's it like blue, and then you add the white milky substance, yeah. and then you sprinkle sugar into it, and it turns purple. It's a boy. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> it's a girl. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what that was, and if anybody knows, let us know because we know nothing. <laughs> right? No, I mean. <sighs> She okay, so her expressions at first, she was doing the awkward, like what you would assume is somebody who's possessed or something of that mm. nature, mm. right? So I got none of that. I did because she would like look at him, but then like hold, like she would smile and then hold it. And you were just like, oh, that's weird. Well, here's what I'll say I didn't get some of the possession part because I, I knew the movie was going to be like a weird possession take. Oh, I had no idea, but. I didn't get that from her. I was just like, oh, she's drunk. Something's off with her. This is where the horror comes in. That's that's kind of how I read it, is that she's going to be the catalyst for the 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 horror part of this story. I instantly thought it was meth, honestly. <laughs> yeah, she's being real weird. She's right. on drugs. I'm like, from my neck of the woods? Yeah, she's on meth. <laughs> We're from Missouri. <laughs> wow. But yeah, and then she she basically works out to get him drunk the doctor and she needs his help, but you're not understanding why she yeah. needs help for her friend. I'm not going to lie that I'm very confused on how this movie adds up. I really want to rewatch it to understand. So yeah, it's, it's not linear storytelling. Oh no. At all. Traditional really. narrative is thrown yeah. out the window in favor of dreamlike. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess it is somewhat. Linear, it's like, but, uh, I know yeah, the, it is I, not traditional. Right. I'll be like, I know the ending. I know kind of what happens, but why, why is she in the bar with the doctor? How did she get to know that that would be the doctor that would be interviewing? Because Satan. <laughs> sure. Satan. Uh, if, if you know anything about oh, Satanism, you would know that. Um, Hang on. Now should be talking. So you could come in with that. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Go ahead, Rin. What were you going to say? In Satanism, um, acquisition of knowledge is encouraged as opposed to uh, the Christian Bible where, you know, eating the fruit of knowledge is frowned upon. Sometimes you get the NPR voice. (laughs) (laughs) Where you're like, really, sweaty balls. So I think... Sweaty Sweaty balls. I think this Nora character knew that this doctor character was going to be in contact An with her target. Call, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Basically pre-cognitive, like knowing yes. that like Omniscient. eventually this person was going to connect her to getting to this character right. because she had failed previously to get into that character. Well, and there's right? a lot of vague stuff that happens. Dun, dun. And I mean, this is definitely one of those movies and granted it's 71 minutes. So it's, might be easier for people to watch a few times. Ran what? Oh, I don't know. I was just thinking. 
about this movie. <laughs> Do you want to talk out your thoughts? I don't. I. How much of this movie are we going to be talking about? Because it is 71 minutes. So, yeah. I mean, in theory, we're going to be talking. We're going like, to be spoiling pretty soon right. here. Like, yeah, yeah. Two well, seconds. In so there. you want to get into spoiler territory, yeah. but you want to give fair warning. I right. got you. So we'll get to it. So um, after the bar, there is a scene where I thought it was going to be a... <laughs> You know, it was like mildly like, feel like for I a second, like and then she it was, was like basi- not. Yeah, she was basically gonna just like keep doing coke and then, uh, you know, shag yeah. this doctor. Ooh, but that's a fancy word. But then, like, give me your hand. I'm like, oh shit, where's this going? And then, what I think is a hand job turns into something Scammers. completely different. What's the What's the space alien movie with the hot chick? Species. <laughs> yeah, species. Galaxy Quest. No, before that. <laughs> What? It's the one Life Force, oh, Life Canon Force. film. Yeah, that's like you knew what oh, I was. You mean the space, space vampires? vampires? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and that's exactly what happens. Yeah, Ward. So yeah. the aggressive handshake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was cool. No, that was I cool. Dug at, that. at first, like I was like, oh, they're not going to cut below the waist. He's getting a hand job from her. That's kind of weird. Oh wait, this is something completely different. <laughs> that I, I'll I will say that my favorite actor in the whole movie is the doctor character. He yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah, Jan Bluthart. Good job. That's his name, Doctor uh, Rossini. <laughs> but Rossin, sorry. Yeah, and, and I don't want to like necessarily spoil what really happens, but um, we're past that. Nah. We were already talking about a ZJ. Okay. All right. Fine. Yeah, that's what she said when we were watching. She's like, "You've never had a ZJ." Wait, it's like, God damn. Wait, what is a ZJ? If you what, have what's to, ask, you can't afford it. It's not an HJ or a BJ. It yeah. goes all the way to Z. If you don't know, you can't afford a it. zany exactly. job. That's true. Roger, Zim Zim jobs. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So we will kind of get into spoiler territory now. So I would recommend it, watching it again. It's seventy-one minutes, so it's a quick watch. Okay, spoiler time. Let's get into it. So, so the character of Nora obviously seeks out Luz, the yeah. cab driver. Right. She's riding in the cab. And then, you know, shit happens. And then Luz throws herself from the cab, which brings us to the beginning of the film where Mm. she takes herself to the police station. Is the character of Nora supposed to have known that she was going to take herself to the police station and then the cops were going to like magically order a hypnotism for her? Yeah, that I mean... On a logical sense, I do not get this movie. That's, a, that's right. what I was talking about earlier. I was like, how did she know that the doctor would be the one who was chosen to do a hip, hypnosis on this lady? Random who- person. And she's not like... <sighs> so the hurdle for the police department is what? That's the other thing that I'm kind of a little confused on. Why is she in the police station? Yeah, She took herself there. She took herself there. But why is she in the police station? Right. Uh, uh, is she going to report something? Yeah. And if so, why I mean, are they hypnotizing Why her? isn't it the hospital, right? right? Like, oh, I jumped out of a fucking cab. I need to get stitched up. And even then, like, I don't think her injuries were that extensive either. Just a little road rash. But the thing that also confused me is, you know, she's sitting in the hallway and saying the... the <laughs> prayer her dark lord's yeah. prayer yeah which i wrote out because i i was like oh my god and careful I, don't say it yeah don't fucking why? say that shit la, la, why? La, la, i la, saw la, what happened our father no. why art thou such a dick <laughs> <laughs> you 
see a girl and reveal your true self. And I'm like, oh, man, <sighs> fuck. Thy kingdom stinks. <laughs> Thy will be done in the crotch of an old grandpa. <laughs> that always made me feel weird. Let us today go fuck the son of Mary. Yeah, that's a good one. I say that to sleep well, at night, every night now. We're all <laughs> Was she saying that in Spanish or German? Both. Well, so yeah, she does it in both. And right. what I'm getting at is that scene where she says it, then the police come out or the police and like the helper. Interpreter. <laughs> Interpreter. He was a translator. Yeah. So that's, that's what it was, is like they were asking if she spoke any German and she does later. So I guess she speaks like very simple words or something. Um, or maybe there's more to it, but I, that was the big thing is like, I was trying to figure out why, why are the police involved and why is she there? Unless this was all supposed to play out. Like as intended. Right. So the, the idea is that this is all a giant circle. Okay. So she's a cabbie. Mm-hmm. Somebody from her past gets in her car. Mm-hmm. And in the process of that, she has an she jumps out of her own vehicle. Right. Right. So in the process, it's like, okay, I'm gonna go to the police station and report what just happened. <laughs> report that I threw myself right, out of a cab. That I threw myself out of a cab. I don't know. But like you said, it might just be part of this plan to sure. get her in a position where she's open to suggestion right. to let her demon <laughs> the thing that she brought to this mm-hmm. earth accept her. Right. Right. That's that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, just evil forces at play. And just, well, and also sure, I, but I mean, it's like it's like a long ranged way to get her yeah. to get hypnosis hypnosis done to her to let her be able to just accept this demon, basically. Right. right. Well, I also I don't know. I mean, I'm not a very religious guy, but ha, yeah, you say that every. Time. I know, but I I get like. I got a sex abuse through line with this movie. I don't know if anybody else got that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That, Ren, am on, I on which front? Just loosely, right? It, it's like, I mean, nothing's truly apparent. I didn't get that. I don't know what you're talking about. So I think I mean, with, maybe more so towards the end when all the weird shit's right, happening. Right, right. Like maybe there's some symbolic so shit the, there. Like the a prayer implied in history itself. of the character. Oh, yeah. oh okay. you're talking about her. I yes. think so. What we, I And think, also when they have the flashbacks to when she's in the Catholic school. Right. Sure. Um, there's her roommate or whomever um, who is getting fucked right above her, right? I and assume then gets that who she's in love with. And me and, my, so, me and Ren talked about this. But then, it, like, who is the dude? Um, First of all. Or is it? Yeah, you don't have to be a dude to fuck a chick. Yeah. So something that is heavily implied, at least that but I noticed, is that this character... Okay, no, they talk about tricking someone into okay. thinking that okay, they were that's pregnant. that's where I got lost. And if you're going to an all-girls Catholic school yeah. and you have sinned by committing adultery of any form, right. and you're an impressionable young girl, yeah, someone could tell you, like, oh, you're you're pregnant now because you had somebody's body okay. in your okay. body. Because and I mean, Mary got pregnant without getting laid, right? Allegedly. So, 
anyway. That's there's all that. And well, then, I'm not a religious guy. <laughs> then there's the moment where they're asking Luz in the interview, oh, are you married? Do you have a husband? And right. she says, I don't need a man. Yeah. Like, it's not that she's just a strong, independent woman. I heavily got, I am gay as fuck. I do not want a man. Yeah. I like the ladies. And yeah. then they talk about her girlfriend at school, Margarita. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just got yeah. more so gay vibes than like sexual abuse. Well, no. And that was, I guess that was the thing that I was so what getting. Are, what you're saying is what is her issue with men? What is grandpa's crotch? What right. is that vibe? I mean, that that prayer or whatever you want to call it, it I th- has. Yeah. So, so what I think, I think what it is, is, it, you know, they do not get into it. Mm-hmm. I think it's something that. As a younger person, she saw girls being used, abused by men. Yeah. And especially like her roommate who she was in love with. And that was being intimate with somebody else Mm -hmm. and tricked her into basically thinking she was pregnant. Right. And so she could bring upon a demon. Right. Her reasoning on that. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Like to to fuck up the situation to maybe what? the demon was already existing within one of these girls. Sure, but she literally brings it forth. She does, yeah, because she pours the salt around the girl yeah. and literally does uh, an entire thing. So salt is typically used in protective spells. I get that, mm-hmm. but in this, it was clearly meant to depict something that was bringing you see the white in the girl's eyes yeah obviously the demon is in this girl yeah yeah Hmm. but i mean i think what i was getting at is i'm not saying what we saw was like sexual abuse right i i think with her speech which is obviously not like a true what do you call those prayer is it a prayer prayer okay um a spell (laughs) <laughs> in her prayer it's obviously modified from her words and a lot of it that is, is literally so you want to know what that is that's yeah, the lord's that's prayer. the lord's prayer okay so it's the lord's Our father who art in heaven redacted right right like you know i heard thou such a dick like basically <laughs> it's you know like and that's what most of you know satanism is is the idea of taking christianity flipping it around and making it either funny or necessarily slapping or mocking or blasphemy, you right. know, like that's the idea behind it. So I think with her as a young girl, she was mostly just joshing. Yeah. Okay. I think she was mostly just talking shit. And, and like okay. when you're a little girl, old men are disgusting. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I especially mean, the old grandpa situation. Right. Yeah. And so. especially in her situation as a girl who's in all girls school, probably living all girls school, obviously right. she's probably got no connection to anything other than trying to deal with her being, you know, of, you know, yeah, lesbian, I mean probably. that was the thing that I was just trying to get placement on, right? Is is it like her past and it's turned her and that's against men, there, or you know. and that's why she's there? Yeah. Um, also, the fish story—that was the other thing that I was trying to figure out, like her special gift, yeah. right? That her girlfriend was telling her, or her ex-girlfriend—that's Nora, her, Nora, mm, yeah, the girl um, that she like allegedly didn't even actually know at school, right? Right. Because right. um, <clears throat> like uh, the story went, you know, um, she had the smell of fish. And got no, sick. She made people or smell she fish. made smell right, but she got she was saying that she smelled fish, threw up, and then a week later Everyone people sm- smelled. And it was actually fish. a physical like disease at right, the time. Right, right. I, I and know. in that one shot where it shows her in the Catholic school, there's a girl in the background who like spews. Right. Yeah. 
Anyway, there's just and that then that ties in with demonic right. possession. Right, right, I, right. What I think honestly, what I think happened is she summoned this thing mm-hmm. and I think it was post that. Okay. And I think that the entire school was kind of infected by her being the want, result of what she did. Well, wanted by a malignant force. Okay. Malicious and, force. No, malignant. malignant. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think that was all enclosed and she was only there for one year. Yeah. The, the girl who, who was possessed. Right. 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 So she was gone after that. Right. So that all happened. And I think it's, it's just a chance encounter that this all, t- you know, she just jumped into a cab and who's my cabbie. Okay. Bam. Got it. Well, the, the, the character who summoned, summoned me and now I'm going to make this work. I need to get into her. Well, the yeah. girl that was on the altar, then she said that she ended up killing herself. Right. Margarita. Yeah. Right. Margarita. Yeah. But it was interesting. Yeah. Like logically, I don't know how this all plays out or why it plays out. Right? And we don't know how honest the Nora character is either. Right. That's the other thing. Well, it's yeah. a demon. So I don't right. think it's going to be. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't know. <laughs> it's a very honest. De- <laughs> 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 just, but, just a good guy. But how this is all delivered. <laughs> Uh, I know you're. We're in spoiler territory. Hopefully, oh, past past movie. Past we've it. talked about enough. But I think the point of the movie is this exactly. What but we're the doing. whole setup. We could talk through this movie and try to understand it better. But I really think it's something that's up to the viewer to right. to just accept. I just thought it was an interesting choice to deliver this information through a hypnosis scene in a police. Inter- like a very involved police interrogation sort of like setup where. The dude goes into a sound booth to interpret the stuff, and yep. I don't know. It's just like wild. He, like he chose to yeah. do a bilingual movie. Let's be honest. Right, so right. You have Spanish to German. Yeah. Why do that? No, it, no it's, reason for it. But it made it more interesting, and it, it made did. it very uncomfortable because you're like hearing one thing from one side, yeah. and then you're watching this poor interpreter in the booth. But the whole hypnosis scene where, like, you know, she's driving the cab and going through in the motions, it's just, like, it's so strange. Yeah, so basically, you know, what happens is is we're, we're past the bar scene. Now, now right. she's, she's gotten in, she's basically pushed herself through the mouth of the doctor mm-hmm. um, and she, now she's making her way through the deadlights. Yeah, through the deadlights. <laughs> That was a cool effect. Yeah, it, no, was, it was. It was awesome. I put a flashlight in my mouth before. Right. <laughs> but it was inside her. How right. was it in there? So he makes his way to the police station, and he's going to do his his job. But yeah. now he's sober because now he's a demon. Right. And demons can't get drunk. Right. Clearly. They can do coke, and it clearly affects them. That's fine. But the drinking. Yeah. So they get to this it's police like station, and you got this... this this broad man that that uh police Bertil. Bertil. yeah whoa she's a tough broad she, i thought she was gonna be she the looked shit so out strong <laughs> she looks really strong yeah she did so you have her and then you have the sound guy and you have olart olart and you have um dr rawson dr rawson who is going to do basically a you know visual representation for Rossini, her to, to have her accept so they're trying to figure out what happened. Absolutely. What happened um, for a crime that doesn't exist. Right. And that, that, that's kind of like what I'm getting at is like the whole purpose of her being there doesn't make a lick of sense because it's a crime that she did onto herself unless 
Perhaps her cab like crashed into something, but then she would have been taken into the police station. Maybe there's a moment that we miss where she tells people this is what happened. And they're like, whoa, bitch, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. You're just in here speaking this language that nobody understands. Let's get an interpreter in here. Yeah, no, she does jump out. She she jumps out of the cab. So obviously the car is going to crash. Right. That's an obvious thing. Right. So that would be something that you would probably either need to turn yourself in for so, right. Right. So so that's what happened. Okay. That but we just figured it out. We're figuring it out. <laughs> I'm telling you, sure. if you, you crash your cab and you walk away, you're going to need to show up and tell somebody. Yeah. Like, hey, guys, I fucked up. Hey, there was a demon in my fucking backseat. And <laughs> she I also goes to, by Nora. I knew her from my childhood and she wanted me to kiss her. <laughs> I wouldn't so then it. here comes the even more confusing part, right? So if Nora was in the backseat. How does she show up at the bar? Well, that's that's what we we're talking about earlier. Was the idea? Is it because she was a demon? Yes. Yeah, the yes. whole time. I mean, she's right? pre cognizant or whatever. Cognizant, she, omniscient. Yeah. No, that's cognizant. Pre cognizant of the fact that this doctor will be sitting in this room with a girl under hypnosis, and it will be the most opportune time for her to take advantage of the situation right. and become what she's always wanted to be become okay or, or always wanted to be part of yeah she always wanted to be loose <laughs> pretty much yeah so now when she turned around the doctor's like whoa you're bleeding you should go to the hospital right so right right i'm sure the wreck really did a number on yeah it, so. um but yeah it was just it was a very weird I way to it deliver it no i'm not and saying it's a bad thing no but i'm saying like that moment forward uh-huh. Oh, it's gold. Yeah. No. Because it was basically like she sits down in this chair and as the hypnosis is happening and the doctor's working his magic, right. you're watching this. They scene. set up a pseudo car. Right. Like, they the set up four chairs and a, and a rear view mirror and a mic. And basically they set it up so that as you're watching it, you start and they have the sound. They have the sound effects of the street. Of the actual yeah, street cool. and everything. And you start to actually feel like you're in and the acting is phenomenal. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. She literally makes you feel like you're in the cab with her mm-hmm. and she's just dealing with this bullshit as a cabbie. Yeah. In Chile. <laughs> or no, Germany. I, they're in still Germany. Germany. Yeah. They're in Germany. I, I don't know. She is a foreigner, foreigner working as a cab driver in Germany. The Catholic school is in Chile. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she her hat from said Chile. Chile. All right. Sorry. Sponsored by Chile. Baby back ribs. But um, yeah, it, it was just a from the hypnosis scene onward. It's like, well, this is really interesting. And, you know, I don't know if it was necessarily part of me wants to say it might have been a budgetary choice. Right. Because, I mean, it's the dude student film. And I'm it's sure like, there's like five people in this. Movie. Right, right. right. Let's be fucking honest for a student film. It's phenomenal. No, yeah, it's right. great. Good God. But it a makes, plus. It makes me wonder if like it, if it wasn't a student film and it was he had some money behind it, would he actually play it out versus the hypnosis? No, because I dug it. That's the only thing that kind of doesn't yeah, I was happy logically when she sense. was putting the bags in the, the faux trunk or whatever. Right, right, no, right. But I, Halfway I like, expecting for a transition over to the actual. Like, yes, exactly. Thing. I was too. But I kind of like how like. But they it, do do that. Right. But they, now knowing it's a student film. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you had the money, he probably would have done that. Right. But They like incorporate things that you need. But yeah. you don't like that's why I like it. Like right. Nora shows up. Right. And then all of a sudden the bags show up. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a conversation between. It's like, wow. 
This is all happening, and I'm like believing it. But this still in this room with these four chairs, just like the, just like the actress. Unfortunately, right. you know, right. like it's like it's one of those things. It's like I feel like you're in that space, but everything else is not. You yeah, know. yeah, it was great. No, I think it's a solid movie. Um, I really liked it. The evolution of Dr. Rossini mm -hmm. through the whole hypnosis and interview is amazing yeah. and terrifying. <laughs> so, and I think honestly, my favorite because just like his physical acting, yeah, was oh, so unsettling. I'm going to be honest here. Like, I, I I've been having a rough time. My sleep schedule has been fucked, and I tend to lean back in the recliner and fall asleep. Oh, so like I did one of those like heavy blinks. Mm -hmm. on the scene where it's like really foggy in there and yeah. they got that one light and I just saw the last bit of him running yeah. and I'm like wait is he, is he running with he a runs dress <laughs> yeah okay yeah so, so I rewound it a little bit I'm like oh okay yeah so that's the thing it's like so you're in this interrogation slash hypnosis and reconstruction he, let's say reconstruction, reconstruction scene. sure so he obviously has stepped away from the norm and he's accepting it. He's put on Nora's dress. Right. He's fully just doing odd things. Yeah. He's even smearing blood into his light hair to create the redness of Nora's. Right. Right. And where did he get the blood? He was bleeding. <laughs> By piercing his own. Nose. Yeah, that was, I thought that was going to be he like, like lobotomized himself. Yeah. I thought that was going to be a real big gore scene for right. whatever reason, because like I saw him click the pen. And I'm like, what's he going to do? And then you just see what he's doing through the reflection in the mirror. And he's holding, I thought he was going to like, he had his hand underneath the pen right. and I thought he was going to jab it up, but he just like, just staring it, yeah. at the audio guy. It was very Olart. subtle, but very effective. Yeah, no, it was. It was. And poor Olart, the whole time, he's like, I don't want to take the Lord's name in vain. Don't make me say what she said. I already said it once. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a very solid movie. Obviously, like, again, it, it does feel like a student film, Once, especially once you know that knowledge. It's like, yeah, okay, I get where it's going. And if you've seen student films before, it's it's kind of not esoteric, but like very vague, I more see. like poetry. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I hate to quote reviews that I read, but I'll say this, that most people who reviewed this film would basically say, yeah, it was a student film and it was very good, but you could tell that they were trying really hard. Oh I, don't think, I don't think that's the and case I, at all. And I think I'm like, honestly, if this... If they would have stretched this movie, if he if he had more of a like you said, if he had more of a budget and he would stretch this movie to like hour and forty minutes, I think it could be a solid film. Right, but it, you know, honestly, I think the story he wanted to tell, he told it. Yeah, it's right. great. And no, I mean, it's I'm really. A it. I'm just saying, geek on the street, dude. Yeah. Would I show this to him? Probably, Probably not. not. No. It's too artsy. Yeah. And that's what it is. And like we talk, we have to sit here and like talk out the plot because you can't get it. On and even now, watch. like I still don't have we, uh, the whole I, plot under. I feel like we have a better understanding. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But, it, but it's, it's still. Yeah. <laughs> we still haven't answered. Well, I guess we kind of answered how she got to the fucking. She did. Police station. I yeah. just don't buy it. <laughs> I mean, Like are, if I wrecked my car, I'd be like, well. Time to call an Uber. I'm not well, reporting this shit. <laughs> I kind of got the impression that like towards the end, especially it's like she knew something was up with Nora. It probably yeah. had something to do with, you know, the time in the 
you know, the, the ritual or whatever. Yeah, right. no, that's a good point. And yeah. uh, so that's why she threw herself out to get out of there. And she yeah. probably went to the police station because these are the only people that could potentially I'm trying to me. remember the conversation towards the end where it actually gets intense between the two of them mm-hmm. and like why she jumped out of the car. I can't remember what exactly what Maybe happened. Maybe she realized that it was the demon and not her schoolmate. Yeah. Right. That's, Something like that. That's kind of what I thought. That's what I, I'm just saying. I, I don't remember okay. exactly that point well, where, because well, it's not like you physically see her jump out. You see it in the, the hypnosis state. Right, so it's right, like, right. it's not as intense as probably it actually was, right. but I'm not going to lie. I'm like, that road looks weird. It's carpet. <laughs> Good job, idiot. Well, Are you talking about like the upside down shot yeah. when you're just trying to figure out, <laughs> right. oh shit, this is where we actually get to. <laughs> right. Nope. That's carpet. Nope. <laughs> so when Luz picks up Nora and this is in the hypnosis scene, yeah. when she picks up, her fair. She doesn't seem afraid. No. She doesn't seem unsettled or anything. She doesn't even seem like she actually recognizes this person because they were children yeah. whenever yeah. everything had happened previously. And she was only there for a year. Right. Yeah. Also that. Yeah. <laughs> um, before everybody died at school, I guess. Right. So I think maybe she wasn't aware that this was the demon until all the weird shit starts, weird happening, shit yeah. starts happening. Well, she talks to her about her school they right. they she because i think she recognizes like, hey, her but maybe right. doesn't remember she's plays that, that she happened. plays the card of you know the asshole fucking oh i'm here doing this you're a cabbie like right. oh belittling her yeah, the, yeah. that's yeah. how it starts and then i feel like it transforms into the you know catching Luz off guard definitely because yeah. otherwise it's just like oh this asshole classmate right right but yeah i would uh i mean I think we did it. I think we talked about it. I don't know how much more we could go into with this without ruining all of the cool parts. Yeah. And I mean, granted, we did spoil some of the plot points. So hopefully you've seen the movie. Uh, but it, here's what I do like about it. Stylistically, I think it's great. Gorgeous. Um, the soundtrack, soundtrack I really oh. fucking dig. I'll be picking it up on vinyl when it gets released, I'm sure. Um, but it, it also makes me very, even though I'm still processing and trying to figure out the movie, it's one to me maybe watch again and see if I piece Definitely. stuff a little better. Um, I'd buy the shit out of this movie. Yeah. yeah. And I'm show it to everyone. And I can't wait to see what this dude does. Yeah. I'm really excited to see like full budget. So whatever. this is directed by a guy named Tillman Singer. Um, and yeah, the first thing I did went after watching it was like, okay, what else has this thing dude done? And uh, short that's films. when I was like, oh, okay. Short films, student film. Got it. So Hopefully, um, apparently this was a big hit at Berlin Film Festival. So, oh yeah, hopefully no, he's gonna he's, like, move on. From what I read, it was like he was killing basically every festival that this played at. Yeah, I think, and I hate to say this, but I hope that it stays foreign. I I hope that he stays. Oh, you, a, you don't hope it gets pref- imported I, into American shores. No, I no, I really want. No. I don't know, think he would be interested in. It. Stay, he seems like a dude that wouldn't be interested. Yeah, in that. no, I just I think that the way that at least he directed in the, in the foreign tongues, you know, I'll be honest. It was yeah. great. Like I like the Spanish and German yeah. collab. Like it was good. It was, it made it feel you were having to understand things back and forth. And like they had that as an, a part of that fucking movie. Like the fact that there wasn't an understanding, it was disassociated. So, oh, you're looking at me. <laughs> I got scared. I got scared. Something that was also um, 
confusing on top of the multiple languages was during the hypnosis Loz is talking for everyone in her story yeah, so yeah. her mouth is moving and then at the same time Alard is translating and everybody's talking at once but it's all just one string of right. thought so, so cool. it's very so cool. overwhelming so that's why he talks over you he thinks that's cool mm-hmm. so cool <laughs> <laughs> no it but that was also like I'll, I'll admit I don't know again it might have been because I was getting sleepy but um, it was kind of hard to like follow follow for a minute. And then I, I think I even rewound then. I'm like, okay, wait, hold on. Yeah. Let me tune in a little better. And it was interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, there's, there's a lot of stylistic choices and character development choices in this movie that I really dig. And hopefully... I don't think this is a guy that would probably go a pedestrian route. No, I don't think Um, that's what I'm hoping, but, but yeah, you also, you know, I mean, movies are movies. And when you're making a movie with somebody else's money, they're like, well, we have to still make it marketable. Please don't make this like really vague kind of, right. Can we put in a dinosaur? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, lose the jump scares. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Make someone pop out. But like, I mean, I I just feel like you got to have this, you know, it's like you got to have this vibe. Mandy did well. (laughs) Wait, what? Mandy did well. It's a movie that makes people think by the time they're done watching it. Yeah. And like the other night I was hanging out with friends and they were like, show me something that's going to be like, well, what the fuck was that? And it was like, well, if you had shutter, I'd show you laws because (laughs) I'm still trying to figure that shit out. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a thought provoking art film, but yeah, but not definitely. Pret- I didn't film. feel like it was pretentious at all. I didn't and feel, I feel like, like it was jerking itself off. No, I do not feel like it was jerking itself it. off. Now every time you guys talk about the jerking off, I just picture the bathroom. The ZJ that was an aggressive handshake. It was an aggressive <laughs> handshake. Um, two things though, I will say this: it had two moments of the uh, psychotherapist. Mm-hmm. His movements reminded me of Greta with, you know how she dances? Mm-hmm. It yep. had two of those moments. Sorry, I forgot about that and movie. Let's be honest. Those might be my favorite moments. Okay. The the, the like super fast, yeah. awkward, just, <laughs> just like prancing along. And you're like, dude, I totally forgot f- about Greta. Holy shit. Yeah, most people did. The little dancing angel of death. But like when he's running through the chairs, the yeah. first time when yeah. he's like doing yeah. this and he's knocking the chairs down, <laughs> yeah. terrifying. Yeah. And then like literally when he like just scuttles. Scuttles. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, fuck, that's terrifying. <laughs> so, yeah. cool. Highly recommend this one. Oh, check it out. Yeah. And start. if you pay for Shutter, yeah, no reason not Absolutely. to. Absolutely. 71 minutes. It's so short. And it's it's fast. It's so fast. I I will suggest this. Watch it sober. Watch it uh, on a morning, afternoon watch. We watched it Saturday morning, I believe. Yep. And it was great. It was a nice little boom, start your day. So be cool. confused for the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm telling this. If you dr- if you're sitting around with a bunch of friends drinking and talking, you will not You'll get miss this yeah. the movie. You will not know. get this movie. Runtime's only 71 minutes yep. until it starts running in your head. Ooh. Hi-oh. Yeah, how long did we just talk about this movie? Yeah, we talked about it for a good lot longer than you thought. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So, Ren, where can people find you? You can't. Oh, okay, cool. Great. (laughs) I'm on Instagram, Rinstelgram, R I N N S T L G R A M. That's it. 
That's it, Roger. I'm on Instagram at Roger Van Gool, and I kind of half-ass letterbox. So I just started a new account. Wait, why do you half-ass letterbox? You whole-ass everything. Same same name? I'm not really keeping up with it as much as I probably should. I I don't know what I'm doing. Do you have the app on your phone? Yes, I do. Yeah, you just watch a movie and you read it. That's what I do. I I always forget about it. Once those credits roll, just start. This podcast presented to you by Letterboxd. Give it a a good rating and then add it to your diary. That's what I do. So it it keeps track of, you know, I I think it's a great app. I like it. I love it. It's, it's just a new routine. I'm just yeah. trying to get followed. Yeah, I saw you on there. So. You follow me. It's cool. That's pretty cool. Same name, Roger Van Gool. So. Cool. Yes. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Letterbox at Niles Maddox 22. And I am Treefy, T R I E F Y, on Instagram, Twitter, um, any other thing. I guess. Uh, February 10th, the last Valentine. Go visit our friend Jeremy. We'll be there. Yeah, we will be there. Uh, that's at, I always want to say Jay Smugs. Is that the it? gastro pit? Gaslight. the gastro pit. Yeah. Brother. In the Shaw neighborhood. Come get your meat. And then uh, speaking of come get your meat, uh, come see <laughs> Dave Cronenberg's Rabbit. Oh! Hey! Uh, on Valentine's Day weekend. Maybe I'll make some Valentines. That would be fun. Don't promise oh, them shit. Don't oh. promise them anything okay. that you can't actually do. Wow. Don't worry, I'll take care of everything. <laughs> As you always do. Just like Christmas. No Just like Christmas. Don't steal my fucking We'll at least candy. we'll at least have Valentine candy. You know, the stuff that you hate. That'd be cool if we can make custom ones. Anyway. Like I wish you Any were shoes. my armpit asshole. Uh <laughs> Okay, uh, and then, yeah, you can follow us as a Collective at Destroy the Brain on Twitter and Instagram and uh, Facebook.com slash Destroy the Brain and Facebook.com slash group slash We Need to Talk About Horror, which was the last um, iteration of the podcast. Anyway, I'm rambling. We don't have a song. That's okay, right? You don't have a song from the fucking movie? No. You jerk. Oh. When I was a young boy. My father, do you want me to keep going? Yes, please. Took me into the city to see a marching band. You gonna start a song yet? No, I don't have any. <laughs> you got anything <laughs> German on there? The oh, let's listen to 99 Red Balloons. Okay, bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>